and we're live so welcome back everybody uh we're recording this on january 3rd 2021 so happy new year to everybody this is episode eight of beating the market with gutierrez capital this is your host luis and i'm here with gabriel how's everybody doing so again 2021 um 2020 is in the past it was a pretty wild year we went through a very brief bear market and we are pretty much now in a bull market and it seems like we're hanging on by the fed's coattails and we love it so what does this mean again we always reiterate this in the podcast because it's what's been driving the market upwards and what keeps us bullish so the federal reserve is maintaining rates low until 2022 2023 as indicated by them so we are remaining bullish especially on these growth stocks that are excellent for young investors barely trying to build their portfolios and grow their their accounts over over time right but now that 2020 is over and covid will hopefully be wrapped up soon because we are getting a vaccine etc now it's time to look away from hey um these covid stocks t tended to outperform this last year like netflix zoom docusign docusign etc we're not going to be picking those stocks because we don't think that they're going to outperform in 2021 so that that is a purpose of this episode so gabriel and i were going to be explaining some of our top picks for 2021 and these are some of the names that we believe should take a, a big position in your portfolio of course we always recommend diversification but even if you were to pick a pretty even a pretty even weight in every single name that we're going to name in your portfolio we think that this is going to be able to beat the market and not only beat the S&P we keep saying it baby this year we're not going to we're not trying to beat the S&P we're not trying to beat the Nasdaq we're trying to beat ARK baby we're trying to beat Kathy Wood <laughs> is that going to be hard to do absolutely but if not we can just settle down for trying to beat the Nasdaq and if not we can just beat all the boomers and beat the S&P which actually most boomers don't beat them but let's get to it Gabriel so do you know a little bit about our first stock pick this is one of my personal favorites yeah uh the first stock pick that we're gonna have is gonna be in the e-commerce space and it's gonna be Etsy do you know the current market cap uh I do not but a big part of this episode is gonna be our emphasis on companies that have a market cap below 100 billion so you're not going to hear any of your popular names such as nvidia amazon microsoft facebook all these names that already grew and 10x over the years because we don't want a stock that'll double in five years we want a stock that's going to double triple in a single year and that is what is going to allow us to beat the market and beat kathy wood right so currently etsy has a market cap of 22 billion 22.43 billion but let's just round down 22 billion and so the reason it's a little bit easier for these to double is because let's say Etsy goes from $177. That's a share price. Let's say it goes from what that price to, you know, 400, whatever. Um, the market cap increases from 22 to 44, right? So it's a little bit easier for this company to do that than for Apple, which is, you know, around the 1 trillion mark to go to 2 trillion. It's that's way more incredible. Well, well, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to be technical, but what's even crazier about investing in Apple at these levels is that they're at 2.3 um, trillion oh, in market. Trillion. Yeah, 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 we're talking about $2 trillion company. So for you to double your money on Apple, you need this company to reach a valuation of about $4 trillion, which right. just seems insane to me. I understand that 
iPhones are huge and Mac sales are crazy and everyone loves AirPods. But to me, that just doesn't make sense. So yeah, to your point, I think it's just a lot more likely and it's just smarter to invest in companies that are good and high quality and are generating revenue growth and margin expansion with smaller market caps that have the potential to reach maybe three, four X within two to three years, because we know very, very well that Apple is not going to do that. So, so Etsy, um, this name is one of our favorite e-commerce picks. It has great synergy with Pinterest. This one was pointed out by Anthony from Pounding the Table. And ever since he got me on this one, we've been completely sold on them. We love the female retailer, the female consumer. They, they tend to just drive their sales nuts. And over the next few years or over 2021, analysts are predicting that this stock is going to grow at about 13 to 15% revenue growth in 2021. But I disagree, which makes us very, very bullish on this name because analysts are not pricing this incorrectly. And guess what? This stock was also added to the S&P, meaning that their revenues and outlook going forward is predictable by the Standard & Poor's um, management team that manages the S&P 500. So. Right. And I, I want to talk a little bit about this is this is going to apply to a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, especially the next one that we bring up, which is going to be a, a real estate uh, stock. But I was reading a, a book and it was talking about the, the ladder of wealth creation. And so it starts, you know, from an hourly job and then you go to a salary, then you jump onto the next ladder, et cetera, et cetera. But the final point was a marketplace. If you own a marketplace, this guy was claiming, of course, maybe he's wrong, maybe he's right. But I by reading the book, I saw, hey, he he has a really good point that owning a marketplace is the best way to get rich. It's just Etsy is pretty much a marketplace, right? Like yeah. you shop on there. So Etsy automatically puts itself at the top of the chain versus, you know, like a, a service based industry, like a marketing firm where everything they do is time related. So like they have to perform a service to get money. Etsy doesn't have to do any of that. They just have to let their products sell. And so it's just it's a super efficient business that they have running. And I mean, they're one of the top dogs in it. So I really do believe in Etsy. And you do and you do say that you see it in everyday life, right? Yeah, I see it in everyday life. I've been doing a little bit of my DD. Um, just whenever I heard that Etsy was heavily correlated um, with Pinterest, knowing how, how much Pinterest has been used and how that stock has exploded ever since the uh, March lows, I decided to ask around through my coworkers, friends, uh, relatives and this is just a name that I keep hearing about my boss just bought his his wife uh, her Christmas present through Etsy um, sometimes whenever I'm helping out customers on my weekend job I see they're showing me their emails I'm seeing some emails from Etsy not on purpose it just happens to work that way but this is just a name that I keep seeing and once you start seeing these things it's it's, it's a sticky business yeah it's, it's just a sticky business it's a uh, it's a household name and uh, I'm, I'm just so bullish on this name so this one, we, I mean, what's going to happen in the next year? I don't know. But for me, this is at least a $300 stock in a matter of one or two years. So this one, you just buy and hold it. Ideally, what we what we tell all of our listeners to do is simple strategy. Let's say you're trying to buy $500 worth of Etsy. So you buy maybe one fourth of those $500 once Etsy touches a 20-day moving average. You buy another fourth when Etsy touches a 50 day moving average. If it touches a 200, you add your full position and scale fully. And so again, a lot of these names have run up significantly. Um, 
in the last month ever since November elections went through. So again, just please scale Lindsay's names. That's what we recommend to all of our listeners. So that is it for Etsy. If you want e-commerce exposure, this is going to be our beast for 2021. But next, let's jump into real estate. Real estate. It's been around forever. It's the business that just continues on giving. And we believe that has not fully developed into what can be completed through the internet and through, I wouldn't consider it e-commerce, but I guess e-transactions or online. So the one that we're going to be calling out is ticker symbol RDFN, Redfin. This is just a baby Zillow, which has grown a lot since, geez, even since November. This one has run, <laughs> run up a lot. So I don't know if there's any gaps in this stock uh, when you look at the chart. But again, what we're recommending is just buy 20, 50, 200 day moving average. But Redfin, this is just simply a real estate play. I believe that e-real estate is going to be the thing of the future because you are going to be able to sell your house and pay lower commissions than if you were to sell them through another real estate broker or if you were to do it individually. And then this also makes it more accessible for buyers. So Redfin, this is a name that we're bullish on at 8 billion market cap. This is a company that will be worth $50 billion in the future. So next, Vegan Foods, Gabriel, you got the DD on this uh, industry. Yeah, Vegan Foods. So um, just in general, my first couple of things that I that I saw that, you know, added to my thesis on vegan foods is that uh, for one, we've been seeing that, you know, the fitness industry is going to double by 2025. Uh, another statistic that's interesting is uh, by 2030, the, the vegan meat market is supposed to grow to 85 billion. And additionally, if you look at the balance sheets of, let's say, McDonald's, um, fast food chains like that. You're going to see that they have growth still, but it's been slowing down. So what you can, you know, an assumption you can make is that people have been going towards healthier eating or exercise habits. And I believe that when people look at stuff like vegan, veganism, or they just automatically associate that with being healthy. And so the pick that we have for this one is Tattoo Chef. If you've been following us, we called that one out at twelve dollars. It's since then it's doubled, more than doubled actually. And so, tattooed chef doubled, but it, it still has space to run. Yeah, our fair valuation for this one, just based on compare uh, comparables, looking at Beyond Trash, uh, Beyond Meat. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a Beyond Trash. It's a little joke that we got because it's a terrible stock to trade. We find it extremely difficult, and the company is not growing. It's so weird. So I don't know what's going on with their management. However, Tattooed Chef is expected to grow their revenues to 555 million by 2023. Currently, they're expecting their revenues to grow to 222 million by 2021. And with a market cap of $649 million, I think that there's way too much growth in this one. This one's one of the most underdeveloped stocks that we're going to be picking for our 2021 um, portfolio. This one's a baby. But yeah. but what does this mean? We saw Jumio run from seven nine dollars into the forties, and that is what babies can do. This stock can easily run to two, three, four, five billion dollars. Yeah. And what happens then? You ten x your return, or you ten x your yeah, of course your position. So um, yeah, tattoo chef. Um, they're supposed to add twenty four more SKUs. So if you don't know what that is, pretty much just barcodes. Uh, so that's twenty four more products that they can sell in twenty twenty one. Uh, they're supposed to go from 4,200 stores to 10,000 stores. 
And I mean, they've been blowing it out of the water with their presentations at HEB, at Target, Walmart. They've just been, I mean, the expectations that they had for them have been met. And um, it appears that like every time someone buys a Tattoo Chef product, uh, six, 60% of the time they come back and buy more. Uh, I mean, it's just, a, it's a growing company. And so for Tattoo Chef to double, its market cap would just have to go from 1.5 billion to 3 billion versus Beyond Meat right now. If you wanted to double your money, you would have to see Beyond Meats go from 8 billion to 16 billion market cap. So Tattoo Chef, if you look at its revenues, what? No, nothing. Um, I, I think you said that their market cap's at 1.3 or 1.4 billion. They're actually at 649 million. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought I looked it up. I mean, uh, look, let me look that up real quick. Sure. Uh, give me a second. Sure. If you, if you look it up on Yahoo Finance, um, that's what you'll see. But if you actually go on Robinhood, which market is... Market cap 1.5 billion. Maybe you saw it when it was 12 bucks. I think that's inaccurate. Um, but okay, we're not going to worry about Whatever. the technicalities. We'll, we'll we'll come back to that one later. However, even if it's 1.2 um, billion market cap, or even if it's half of that, I believe it's half of that. But if it's not, we're still expecting this name to do 5, 10x. So at that point, it's really insignificant still baby uh, if you look at it at 1.3 billion or not so again super bullish on vegan foods and this is just an industry that you want to be in and then again tattooed chef is a business that is profitable and has good financials which ultimately or usually leads you to to higher returns over time so next healthcare but this isn't the just traditional united healthcare this is teledoc ticker symbol tdoc and this one is sitting at $30 billion in market cap. This is a name that has flown around a lot since COVID, but we do see a lot of potential in this one. Kathy Wood seems to be super bullish on this one. So we're going to kind of piggyback um, on off her back on this one a little bit. But this company basically allows for customers to get for customers to get. Yeah, you're looking at Yahoo Finance. Check on Robinhood. Um, so sorry guys we got a little bit competitive here but it's all good um if i happen to be wrong then so be it i rather learn from <laughs> from what i think but however so teledoc this company allows customers or its patients to get healthcare electronically so supposing that you are sick and you don't want to go to a waiting room and wait two three hours to get to get medical assistance or just to get a regular checkup because you have the flu or you think you have COVID, whatever. Um, no, actually, you know what? Let's not even mention COVID because you would have to go get a test. But yeah, let's suppose you get the you you feel some flu-like symptoms. You don't want to go into a waiting room. You can just always talk to a medical professional online through Teladoc. They'll be able to give you your prescription that way and assist you uh, directly that way. So Teladoc is a company that allows for customers to get lower premiums on their health insurance by providing um, telemedicine or telemed yeah, I guess, uh, electronic healthcare. So just because of the innovation and the disruption that this company could create, it's just something that you want to take a shot. It's something that you want to take a shot at because it could easily hit 100, 200 billion, 300 billion market cap if they are able to do what they are trying to do effectively. So here it's a disruptive play, uh, a little bit risky, definitely, because yeah, I mean, you don't know, maybe this company could, uh, bad news could come out, they don't uh, impress analysts in some of their presentations, and you have you have some whipsawing years, some negative years. But anyway, in 2021, I think that they're going to be able to 
to help perform. Next, we're going to be jumping into sports betting, sports gambling. So this one, it's just an easy play. DraftKings, uh, I'm sure that you have your uncles, friends, uh, cousins, or if you play, I don't know, if you play fantasy yourself, odds are you probably have used DraftKings, you turn in your lineups through there, and you do a little bit of sports gambling. So just given that sports gambling is only legal in 18 states out of the 50, gives you so much growth. And given that they're a household name sitting at 20 billion market cap, they're relatively new. And as they begin to get more investors to to fund this company, they will be able to expand their product lines and eventually grow into a, a larger company. So also, this is kind of a recovery play because there's a lot of states um, in the United States that unfortunately will be needing more fiscal aid and not from the federal government, but from themselves. And how do they do that? By charging its residents taxes or their business owners taxes. So if they allow for sports gambling to be legal in their state and they just, of course, charge tax on that, they're creating more jobs, they're creating business. And then also they are able to create more funding that way. So, right. so um, yeah, and it just spaces of growth. Um, like I would say EV, clean energy, uh, gaming, uh, cannabis and plant-based foods are all sort of speculative plays, not because um, they're not real and not because they're, you know, some sketchy investment, but only because it's not what's going on right now. If you want what's going on right now, you buy Apple, you buy, you know, PayPal, you buy, you buy stuff that's already part of our, you know, ecosystem, everyday. right? Yeah. It's not, it, and so EV and cannabis, plant-based foods, online gaming, all of that is not part of our everyday life. Like it's just, it just hasn't transitioned into, you know, a thing that's so common. So DKNG, it's a, it's a sort of speculative play, but um, I mean, it, I, in my opinion, it's just something that's going to integrate really, really well. Like Luis said, it's only legal in 18 states as of now. So, I mean, that just gives it so much space for growth. Um, you're definitely not buying the safest stock, but to me, it's a company that's going to keep growing. Yeah, it's, I, I think that the, <laughs> that the market for growth like there's just so much more upside than there is downside left in this in this stock. And yeah, maybe it is a little bit speculative, but I'd rather be fully invested in, in DKNG or Pan National Gaming before all of these states begin to legalize sports gambling. Because guess what? By the time that you say, oh, hey, uh, 30, 40 states are legalized sports gambling, you're going to look at DraftKings and it's going to be worth $150 billion. What happens then? Stock price is already five, six times where it was where you could have been fully invested. So yeah, sure. Could you lose some of your money in this stock? Sure. But um, we we trust our gut. We know that it's best to get in these types of investments early and we are diversified. However, DraftKings is a good stock to be in. Sports aren't even anywhere close to where they were at before COVID levels. So that is something that I don't think analysts are fully pricing in. And therefore, DraftKings is one of our picks for sports gambling. Right now, it's sitting at a, what, like $48? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cheap stock. It's easily hitting 70. Easily, yeah. This yeah. is a, this is a Leaps candidate, a very, very nice Leaps candidate with not very crazy premiums, actually. But let's not get into that. Next, software as a service. This one's going to be a diversified software company, uh, ticker symbol NET, Cloudflare. They, if you don't want to be invested in cybersecurity specifically, software infrastructure specifically, or cloud data collection specifically, you buy Cloudflare, 
they do all of those three. They operate in multiple legs in in software as a service, and they have very very uh, large customers in their in their customer list. Um, most notably, Shopify, who in 2019, I believe they said that even during Black Friday, they they ran their software or their websites through their Cloudflare systems, and they had absolutely no crushes, crashes, no issues. And in 2020, it seems to have been working seamlessly. They were also introducing new products. And this is a very nice growth company to be in. They're sitting at 26 billion in market cap. They have kind of corrected significantly since their most recent 52 week high. So again, we recommend 2050, 200 day moving average to scale in, but this is a, just a, a pretty easy investment that we think will Forex over the next five years. Anyway, 2021, I think that upgrades are going to keep rolling out. I think that this stock will not be affected in the slightest by COVID or return to normalcy. Um, I'd rather be invested in this than in cruise lines. So if you want your software exposure, which we are recommending you, recommending you here, take a look at Net, and this will be a good stock to be in. So next, Gabriel. Education. You yeah, and I, you talk I, about Chegg. You and I know this one very, very well. Yeah. So ticker symbol C H G G. Yeah. Um, give, give me a second. Yeah. So Chegg, basically, uh, do you do you want to bet that people are going to keep cheating on their homework, or do you want to keep betting that the education system is going to stay the way it is? Because in my opinion, uh, I mean, cheating cheating was very prominent in the past, and now it's just gotten. Maybe you could say worse or worse or more prominent, <laughs> but I mean, just uh, the fact that well, you have online work allows people to look look stuff up, and I think just human nature uh, is geared towards that. You know, finding, you know, if you have a complicated problem and you can just buy a subscription on Check and it'll solve it for you, then you'll do that. Especially uh, with some of the classes getting harder and hard, harder nowadays. So Check basically just you know, it's it's a place where students can upload the answer uh, the questions to their homework or tests and other students or you know you know people just give them answers and it costs you around 15 to 30 dollars a month depending what subscription you get and currently it's sitting at what how many how, like 60 dollars per share no no actually this has run up significantly oh, sorry. Not, yeah yeah it's sitting at almost 88 dollars and 53 cents i believe um i don't know when i last updated the spreadsheet however yeah, Chega sitting at 12 billion market cap. Sometimes I don't even look at prices. I just look at market cap and what they can do. So this is an interesting company because what I always tell Gabriel is that you want to invest in companies that don't have competition. I don't see the competition that Chega has. There's no one that I've seen that is as popular as Chega is as a student. I've never seen any other website or company that offers the same products that they do as effectively as they do and have the brand recognition that these guys do. And guess what? Like people always complain about how Netflix has been increasing their subscription over the years from ten dollars to twelve to thirteen to fifteen to seventeen. Right, just keeping up with inflation. Exactly. Students are broke and they still pay for the sixteen dollar subscription per month. No questions asked. Like, no questions asked. Why? Because it's such a good service to have. It's so convenient for students, especially those who work or those who just, I mean, don't want to break a sweat. You want to party, you want to do whatever you want. So Check not only does that, they also do um, they do rental services for books. They are also creating internship, yeah, I guess, uh, like inter internship posting pages, I think, through internships.com, which is 
owned by Chegg. And they've but, killed earnings every single time. People price this so wrong. Yeah. So um, so so this is just a company that we really, really like. Um, and then also from that, what I like about that specifically is that they're also starting to create ad revenue. Ad revenue is just the cheapest way to get revenues and to grow them. So if they are able to just constantly grow all of these platforms, which I think just organically will continue to grow over the years, this is a company that you want to be in. And also, it's a baby, twelve billion market cap. Seriously, when no competition, you saw what happened to Peloton. You saw what happened to Chewy. Yeah, these are stocks that don't have direct competition, and they just eat up the whole market share. Yeah. So this is just, I mean, one of my stronger picks that I just feel super confident about. Even right now, I don't care about moving averages. This is one that I would just say, hey, buy it. Um, I'm very confident that you're gonna make money in the next year, or you're gonna be positive in the next year. Yeah. So and the, barrier, the barrier to entry is pretty high on this now because. You know, Quizlet and Chag have been around for the longest time. Those are basically the two biggest names. But if I were to try, you know, if I were to try to start a website, I'm going to get beat out because Chegg, as time goes by, they just keep getting these, you know, uh, recycled questions and answers. And so it's going to come up first in the search engines. Like if I, if I put up a website and try to do this, it's not going to work. If a company tries to do this, Chegg is just going to beat them out in the, in the search engines because they have so much already up. Exactly. So... Check. This is one of our picks. Uh, we're kind of finding the table on this one. This is one that we're very confident about. But next, we're going to talk about genomics. This one, uh, we're not going to recommend any specific genomics names. We are going to simply recommend you guys to buy ArcG because it's a diversified genomics ETF by Arc and Kathy Wood. Her team is just brilliant, and they have been uh, basing their picks off for their genomics. Absolutely. Um, They've just been absolutely crushing it. So what is genomics? It's just a structure, function, evolution, and mapping of genomes, which is a complete set of DNA. There's so much room for growth here. And honestly, this could be like the next technological revolution, which I guess wouldn't be technological, but I guess it could be. Well, it I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just it's technology. It is. It's, it's, it's very complicated technology, but here we're going to be able to get rid of diseases that have been around for very long times we're going to be able to we're yeah, basically just... even alter our genes like i've heard things where you're going to be able to select i guess what genes you want your your kids to to have suppose well i mean that that's the one of the possibilities in yeah, these in this the, field you know, farther super in the line but as of now it's like they can basically access your genetic code and, and try to give you a treatment that's specific to you. And that's that's the biggest thing that it's everyone's different. And almost almost nobody has been able to fix this problem because everyone has a health issue and this medicine doesn't work for them or, you know, it's everyone needs a specific type of treatment for their specific disease or the way it affects them. And genomics f fixes that. It'll give you a treatment specific to your genetic code and it actually comes out cheaper than current treatments. Yeah, so genomics is a disruptive play that has seen so much interest and inflows by institutions and big money in 2020 that this is just a name that's going to continue to carry on. Right. So, so, so yeah, very strong leaps candidate. Also want to mention that one of their strongest weighings is on CRISPR, uh, ticker symbol C-R-S-P. Mm -hmm. Yeah, CRISP, yeah. CRISP. And apparently CRISPR they like some other researchers some other lead researchers won a nobel prize in chemistry in 2020 which is absolutely insane they've been winning so many so many grants so many new fundings by i guess uh science institutes i don't really know who awards them 
um, these grants for their accolades. However, that is one of the strongest or heaviest weights in this ETF. So again, this is just a diversified piece of the pie, which will be exposure to genomics. Next, we will jump to EV. We are not going to expand on this one because we know that all of our followers seem to uh, be super bullish on this name. They always ask us about it. Is it going to be the next Tesla? Is it going to be the next Tesla? Maybe in China. So as you may guess, ticker symbol NIO, NIO. So NIO is sitting at a $70 billion market cap. Um, if you already missed Tesla, which I, which, you, I, mean, I mean, I'm going to interrupt you real quick, but you know, wait, go ahead. the news just came up that uh, Jack Ma is missing. Excuse me? That Jack Ma is suspected missing. <laughs> All right. Well, well Baba uh, is like, well, Baba's, Baba's just a mess right now, but yeah. you know what? When you want to buy stocks when they're a mess and now when everything's going good. So Jesus. anyway, so that's all I'll say. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Jack. Well, we don't see you again. Thank you for the attendees that you gave us throughout the years or throughout 2020. You were a blessing of a man. But now let's talk into uh, yeah, Neo. what? Yeah. Neo. So, yeah, if you missed Tesla, which a lot of us feel like we did, Tesla sitting at a pretty hefty valuation right now. I don't even want to comment on that. So, yeah, if you want exposure to EV, just get Neo. They're seriously the best, the best ones out there. They constantly be analysts' expectations. They be everyone's expectations. And from what I've heard, Chinese people love Neo. This is like the luxury car to own. That just happens to be electric. So supposedly this is like having a Mercedes Benz. This is like having a Maserati. And everyone just hypes up the name, which as we can see, wink, wink, Tesla often leads to just exponential gains or exponential growth right and with joe biden coming into office and really pushing the ev market forward i think that uh we not only have a you know a, sta a business standpoint but we also have a political standpoint to to invest in in this yep so so this is just uh, an easy name um again just ev exposure this is the best one out there aside from tesla which we think is overvalued but i will not get into that so that is it for uh those industries that we were going to discuss lastly um this one is just e-payments we haven't talked about this <sighs> this one is uh kind of a hard one to do because we really pounded the table on square we really love square but it's it's valuations a little bit rough right now you know they just hit 100 million 100 billion dollars in market cap that kind of breaks our rules of trying to stay under 100 billion but I will make kind of a little exception here. Personally, I know Gabriel, you might just stick to your rules because you're <laughs> you're not as as emotional or attached to some stocks as I am uh, because I have been in in Square for a while. Um, but the only reason that I'm going to stay in Square and I'm breaking my rule of 100 billion market cap companies is because of crypto. Crypto is so fucking weird. It's so weird. And it just keeps shooting up higher and higher and higher. And as we keep devaluing the dollar, which obviously will continue to happen as the Fed is buying assets at $120 billion per month. And with stimulus coming in, everyone's getting $600, or we hope that you are. Students are getting some money, so that's excellent to hear. Uh, businesses are getting those PPP loans. Uh, but if everyone gets those two thousand uh, dollars mitch mcconnell i hope you're listening to this so please hook us up but yeah if everyone gets those two thousand dollars crypto is just going to continue shooting up and there is a lot of growth in that space so 
given how disruptive Square has been in their business, uh, payment processing, yeah, cash will just be used less and less every time. But simply because of that crypto catalyst, I will say that Square is still a name that you want to be in. And I don't think it's too late. I would be careful. Ideally, you would you want to buy like maybe at the 50 day moving average because it, I do think that it could get corrected. But these analyst upgrades keep coming in in the $300 range. So, I mean, seriously, I think at that point, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And when it will hit some of those targets, such as Tesla did whenever it had its run. So, yeah, same thing with, I mean, if you want a safer alternative, just buy PayPal. Seriously. But one that we want to keep low key and we want to mention is ticker symbol BFT. This one is a SPAC. So, this one represents PaySafe. Gabriel, I know that you're a little bit informed with this one. And if you're not, I can just carry on forward from here. Yeah. Um, for PaySafe, all you have to imagine is, you know, a, a baby PayPal. Um, they're actually transacting uh, as close to as much money as PayPal. Was it PayPal that they're compared to? I think they're doing half as much as Squares. As Square. Yeah, no. So, PayPal is kind of like way, way, way ahead. However... The only difference is that Square has those business, those small business uh, process machines where, yeah, you see like those little white registers that yeah. um, these food trucks use and small businesses use. Yeah, of course. But PaySafe, I believe that they are trying to tackle like sports betting and sports gambling and e-commerce. No, and gaming more versus what Square and PayPal are using for their transaction volume. Right. So I believe that their transaction volume was about half of what Square is, but PaySafe's valuation is at about $9 billion, right? While Square is at $100 billion. So, uh, yeah, again, it's just the floor is lower for PaySafe and the ceiling is much higher than it is for a company like Square yeah. or PayPal. Yeah. So um, let me just get the stats right. Uh, PaySafe is estimated to report $103 billion in transactions. 1.5 billion in revenue and a gross profit of 963 million this year. So those are the numbers for PaySafe. And they what they pretty much offer is e-cash, digital wallets, uh, point of sale, so you know, registers or whatever, yeah. and e-commerce processing solutions. So I've always, you know, it's they're the they're the median between transactions. And if if they can make it easier for people to buy and sell, then they're producing huge value in the world. So not only are they doing that, but they have way more space for growth, right? So I'd rather have my money in this than PayPal is very good, but I'd rather invest in BFT just because of the growth. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where you know that a space is going to continue to grow. So you're looking for the company that's going to allow for you to get the highest return. And okay, sorry, Gabriel. But I'm looking at Robinhood, dude, and <laughs> Tattoo Chef says that it's at 587 million in market cap. Well, I looked it up, and a lot, and a lot of them said 1.5. Damn, like, dude. CNBC said 1.5. Um, I mean, of, I don't know. I, I I trust my crappy broker, but then I don't sometimes. So so I I don't know, man. I'll just um let's just leave it as it is. Uh, guys, we're still bullish on this name, even whenever. You're using Robinhood's valuation or Yahoo Finances. I still find Finance this one undervalued. Double. Yeah, it'll double. But but yeah, so uh, again, getting back to PaySafe or BFT. Whenever you have a company or an industry that you think is going to continue to grow. And like, let's say, yeah, uh, 
PayPal gets an upgrade. Usually Square runs up with it too. It's one of those sympathy plays as we like to call them in the stock market. Like let's say, I don't know, like let's say, yeah, like whenever Snapchat really crushed their earnings, all of this, all of these social media stocks popped off. Twitter ran up, Facebook ran up, Pinterest ran up. Why? Because if Snap does good, what does that mean? That people are using social media exponentially more than analysts thought and they're creating higher um, ad revenues. So other companies that are similar to them will likely have similar results. So anyway, whenever you have an industry that will continue to grow, PaySafe will allow for you to get the highest return on your investment comparatively to Square or PayPal. So that's all we got to say. You can jump into either of those three names. Honestly, we think that the space is going to continue to grow. My baby, Square, I'm going to hold on to that one. Gabriel, if you want a dark horse low key, that might give you a larger return in 2021. That's true. Should I buy a Tesla? Go for PaySafe. Uh, shut up. So <laughs> it's only 30k. So hey, um, well hey. All right. But let's just round this up. So again, the purpose of this podcast was for all of y'all to take a look at some of our favorite stock picks. Again, we recommend all of y'all to do your own DD and figure out what you think about these industries. Maybe y'all disagree with us, and if you disagree with any of our picks, let us know why. And if you think that we missed out any of your favorite names that you think will outperform in 2021, please send us a DM. Let us know what you think and we will gladly respond and maybe even debate with you. So again, just to round it up, we have Etsy, Redfin, Tattooed Chef, Teladoc, DraftKings, Net, Cloudflare, um, Chegg, ArcG, or Arc Genomics, ETF, PaySafe, PayPal, and Square. So, Gabriel, you got any last words for our listeners? No, uh, I, I hope I don't get any FOMO. I feel like at the end of the year, we're going to, you know, try to show these off and we're going to be like, damn it, we forgot to mention this one. But no, I think that's it. I'm confident in this list. I think this list, it could outperform the market. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we can make a little mock portfolio. Um, this is this is this is not what I have my portfolio 100% allocated in. This is just what we think will outperform. So we'll create... Um, a small portfolio with equal weights in every single one of these names. And we think that it will outperform the market. So we'll gather up maybe in, I don't know, six months from now. And then at the end of the year to see how all of our picks performed. So yeah, that's pretty much it for episode eight of beating the market with Gutierrez Capital. This was your host, Luis and Gabriel. So thanks for listening, everybody. We hope everyone had a good 2020 and we are looking forward to a even greater 2021 Gabriel, last words? No, sir. It's, you know. All right. Everyone take care. Deuces.